This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download or purchase this book. The Philosophy of the Christian Curriculum, Russus J. Rushtuni, Ross House Books, Vallecito, California. Part 4 Chapter 10 Education and Power Because education means the training of the generations to come in the basic values, goals and standards of a society, control of education is a central key to power. As a result, whereas previously education had been a Christian concern in the Western world, with the rise of humanism in the form of the Enlightenment, education began to attract status concern. The new church of modern man, its arc of salvation, is the state. Hence, modern man has progressively sought to bring education totally under the control of the state. In the various forms of socialism, national and international, this has been mandatory. Education is made totally a state function, and neither parents nor the church are allowed to voice therein. To control the future requires the control of education and of the child. Hence, for Christians to tolerate status education or to allow their children to be trained thereby means to renounce power in society, to renounce their children, and to deny Christ's lordship over all of life. How is this control to be achieved? To answer this question, it is necessary for us to examine briefly the premises of Auguste Gant, the founding father of sociology and a leading figure in the religion of humanism. For Gant, the history of man and his thinking has three basic eras or developments. The first is the era or stage of religion and myth. Man's search is for meaning, how to know and understand reality. Hence, he posits God as the great cause and the source of meaning and the creator of reality. The second stage is philosophical and metaphysical. Man's quest is still geared to meaning and to understanding. It is still assumed that the universe is rational and has meaning. And the only problem is to understand it. The third stage is scientific and technological, or better, methodological. Man now recognises that meaning is a myth, the universe is not rational, and things are in essence meaningless. The reality is man. Man must renounce the quest for truth and meaning in any absolute sense and become pragmatic. He must use things and concern himself with methods of use, not the meaning of things. His instrument in this new perspective is science. Education, therefore, becomes anti-religious and anti-metaphysical. Instead of a study of the meaning of things, education becomes a training in the use of things in the service of man and the state. The concern of education is therefore not with truth and meaning, but with the pragmatic utilisation of men and things to promote social welfare. In this perspective, it follows logically that, meaning having been withdrawn from life and the universe, it is also withdrawn from man. Thus, according to Ross L. Finney, quote, Physically, we have become separate. Mentally, we remain but slightly differentiated participants in a common social plasm. Each person acquires a mind of his own only as he participates in the social mind. The notion of a separate and independent ego is an illusion. End quote. Man's individuality was for Finney, quote, an illusion, end quote. Other humanists tell us that the state is an illusion 
and only anarchistic man is real. Their nominalistic reductionism, however, leads to a universe of illusions so that their very limited reality, whether the state or man, rests in an ocean of meaninglessness. Moreover, in terms of Kant, meaning is no longer a relevant category of thought, only utility is. Thus, whether the survivor in the humanistic universe is a state or a man, both are there only to be used. Their only meaning is their utility. Man is thus a creature to be used. He has no meaning apart from that. The state, too, has no other meaning than its utility. It has no meaning in terms of God's order, the sinfulness of man, justice or anything else. Such a perspective leads to a radical externalism and superficiality. If the meaning is the use, and truth is not a valid category of thought, then education has a radically different purpose. It is no longer learning as understanding, but learning as a means of utilisation and control. On the university level, this meant the dethroning of theology and philosophy and their replacements by science and sociology. Traditional subjects had to be reworked into social sciences, sciences dealing with the planning and control of man. The goal of history teaching, once it becomes a social science, is to point to the need for a planned world order, and the past has meaning only insofar as it can serve as a prelude pointing to the world state, the city of man. If the Bible has any place in the modern curriculum at any level, it is no longer as the word of God. It is now taught as, quote, the Bible as literature, end quote. That is, the Bible as a human resource for man's enjoyment. This utilitarian methodological form of education means that externalism is now the means of salvation. For example, a July 14th, 1976 Los Angeles Herald Examiner news story from Washington, D.C. is headlined, quote, Schools bet on cash to stop crime, end quote, page A4. To combat crime in schools, both security measures and educational techniques are regarded as necessary and, quote, more money is seen as the ultimate weapon, end quote. For this externalism as salvation methodology, the hope of man is in more social legislation, more money, more concentration of power into the hands of educators, politicians and bureaucrats, and more controls over man and society. So cometh salvation. But this is not all. Since externalism is now the means of salvation, it becomes an imperative to exclude Christians from power because the Christian plan of salvation is a radical denial of this humanistic plan. Christian faith is centred on Jesus Christ, who declares, quote, I am the truth, end quote. He also declares, quote, I am the way, end quote. That is, the method, John fourteen sixteen. Salvation is thus by truth, and truth is a person, the God-man Jesus Christ, from a world of meaninglessness and a utilitarian externalism, we are transferred to a world of total meaning, a world in which nothing is meaningless because, quote, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made, end quote, John 1, 3. Moreover, according to scripture, quote, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved, end quote, Acts 4.12 
This means that power and salvation are transferred from man and the state to Jesus Christ, from the natural realm to the supernatural. For the Christian to come into power, that is, to control education and the state, means the dismantling of all the key achievements of humanism and a radical denial of the humanistic plan of salvation. It means the scrapping of the modern humanistic power state and its plan of salvation by law and education. It means the destruction of status education and its humanism. It means, moreover, a change from methodology to meaning, from pragmatism to truth. Education is thus the power area in the modern world and the arena for the struggle between Christianity and humanism. If humanism can retain control of the schools, the logic of education will then create more and more modernism because modernism is simply humanism in charge of the church. It will turn evangelicals into neo-evangelicals and neo-fundamentalists. It will produce, in the supposedly Bible-believing churches, a faith having the form of godliness but lacking the power thereof. 2 Timothy 3, 5 The recovery of the power of godliness requires a radical break, therefore, with humanism and humanistic education. It means that a thoroughly biblical doctrine of education must govern the Christian school. Our hope, then, is not in externals and methods, but in that meaning and truth which is incarnate in Jesus Christ. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.